Here we go. Welcome into Only the Important Stuff. I am your host, Jeff Heinrich. It is May 1st, 2023, on the date of this publication. Uh, thank you all for coming along for the ride. I am incredibly excited for this episode. I mean, so excited, I think I'm like actually a little nervous. Um, one of my uh, best friends from college, probably one of the five dudes I hung out with the most for four straight years of my life, a guy who I killed many a bush lattes with, and we'll do our best to do it again tonight, uh, Mr. Teddy Ball Game, old Ted fucking Nelson. How in the absolute hell are you doing, brother? <laughs> Good, man. How are you doing, Heidi? You look great. You look like <laughs> Mr. Minnesota right now, like Captain Minnesota. <laughs> the hat, hoodie. What are we doing? Uh, hey, uh, you know, I tried to golf today. Um got rained out uh spent a little time in a simulator uh shot a 79 at hazeltine so let's go okay yes <laughs> obviously That's solid right there obviously that shit doesn't track in real life but uh yeah uh no dude, doing well man uh, I, I, honestly dude how the fuck are you doing man it's been so uh, it's been 21 years since I've talked to you. I know. I was thinking about that. I'm so, I'm so bad about keeping up with friends. It's, it's, it's embarrassing, but I've, <laughs> I've been listening when you, when you reached out, I think it was on LinkedIn Yeah. and, and asked, I was like, yeah, I'll do that, whatever. And then, so I, you sent me the link to it and I've been listening to the last few and I've been laughing pretty hard the whole time. Pretty awesome to hear those guys. And that's what it's about, man. Like, it, that's why I wanted to, like, do this is to, like, find ways to talk to my friends more and more, you know? I, I mean, we'll we'll cut into all this, like, as we go along. But, fuck, I mean, you know how life gets and how crazy, uh, you know, getting older, having kids, like, just how crazy life can be. And it's really hard to find that time. And so, you know, something like this really, like, it's just another vehicle, right? To, yeah. to be able to reach out and touch base and, you know, and just see how the hell people are doing. I mean, and I've talked to people that I'd never thought I'd talk to again in my life, which is super, super exciting. So yeah. Uh, I got to ask, what are you drinking tonight? If anything? Well, in homage to, to our days back in, in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Bushlight. Cheers, brother. See, that's the can I wanted there, but I, they have... You got this like new fancy fish can. It's got, like, bass on it. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't quite feel right, but it, you know... There's four of I them. I remember the taste. There's four of them, and I'm rocking it in an, an yeah. old AC baseball koozie. So, cheers, I think brother. I have one of those somewhere. Yeah, cheers, cheers. brother. Been... Thanks for asking me to do this. Absolutely. I do have... I have one dispute, though, from other, one of the earlier episodes. Uh-oh. Let's get... Let's go. Yeah. Ross Hawley is not six feet tall. You gave him six feet tall, but he's not. I think actually Ryan is taller than Ross. <laughs> Ryan was like 5'11", and Ross is like 5'10". Ross is going to come to wherever you are and punch you in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> he lives down here in Dallas, so we're not. He's it's probably about three and a half hours uh, right west of here. Yeah, yeah, you guys are close. You guys, I, I, yeah, do, I know. do you connect at all? No, no, we we uh, we texted back and forth, you know, for a few days, and then I don't even know if we ever even got our phone call. So it was sure. great to hear his voice because he, I mean, 
we roomed together for two full years. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and I, I want to like find. I, I want to get into that, but like, dude, am I sensing a southern twang in that voice yeah, of yours I've, nowadays? I've I've heard that. Yeah, it's, I'm sorry. I've got. It's like I have no home because I, you know, I talk to folks from up north, and they're like, "Man, you've got a crazy accent." And then down here, they still think I have a northern accent. So right. I'm just somewhere in the middle. Yeah, you're stuck in the middle. For mm-hmm. sure, absolutely, dude. Well, whatever. Um, but yeah, we're down here. So we live in Magnolia, Arkansas. Yeah, and it's uh, it's pretty secluded. I mean, it's a small town. It's like fifteen thousand. So there's a lot of a lot of born, bred, and raised Magnolians oh. with you know some super South Arkansas accents. So like, it rubs off after a while, I some, guess. Some thick accents and sometimes hard to hard to understand at times. You know. Yeah. Like my, my, my wife's, uh, grandpa. So she's from Kentucky. And so we'll go home and they're out in the sticks, right? Like Louisville's fine. It's, you'll catch some twinge of it in the Metro, but man, you get out into the, you know, the hollers as, as they call them. And oh my God, it's a, you're in a foreign country. You don't understand the language. And it, I'm just, I shake my head. I just look at her grandpa and I'm like, yep. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good. Hey, Hugh. Yeah. You need help. All right. I'm, I'm there. You know, <laughs> it's crazy. So, well, Hey, uh, let's back up. Right. Obviously we played baseball together at Augustana. Uh, there's one of my dogs running around in the background. Um, how the hell did you end up at Augie? Because I, I'm finding this to be one of the wildest questions i asked and i never thought it would be like andy not being recruited essentially ross and ryan if their dad doesn't move to south dakota they're not there jay just walks on hunt shows up never seen the campus same with mitch right so it's just there's a lot of like weird circumstances to how people ended up there how the hell did you get there man you know i i liked my i i liked mccabe a lot you yeah know, i had i had um I had quite a few people reaching out to me and mm-hmm. quite a few conversations and had it narrowed down to, you know, going, going somewhere in the North central conference or going to a two year school like Waldorf was on the, yeah. kind of the, the short lift list, but it just the whole concept of, of McCabe. And then he would, he would talk about you guys coming in and that got me excited. And, um, and I wanted to play right away, or at least have the opportunity to play right away. And yeah. it felt like Coach McCabe was a pretty honest fella. And, you know, he told me I would have a shot, you know. Um, and so, and then I like Sioux Falls. It's a good-sized city. Augustana was cool. But it really was the, it was, it was the idea of, of you guys and then coming into that place. And also my – I think maybe you were talking. Somebody else was talking about it. Was uh, the visit with and Kirsch hosted me. <laughs> Kirsch. So, yeah, that that won me over. Omi was there. I remember that. Sure. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, Kirsch had a big old big party at his house. It was where you guys. It was the it was the Moon Tower. Yeah. Is where he was at the time. Exactly. Um, so yeah, it was just a great night. He took me out, you know, and he was talking about the team, and he got me excited, and and um, 
I don't know. I just decided to go there. So that's awesome. Probably greatest decision of my life because I mean, pretty unique to. I can't remember how many of us freshmen there were, but maybe eight on that. Well, there were nine if you count uh, my roommate who left after one year. Um, But then, and then I, you know, I'd say like nine as a whole moving forward when Dunleavy made the team his sophomore year. Right. So all that together. Yeah. Like there's nine of us and it's interesting to hear you got like kind of this like hard pitch, which is awesome. Um, I got a little bit of one, right. Just about like the class coming in, he's putting on this full court press and, you know, trying to get like a gang of dudes to come in and kind of like do some work. Right. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's cool to hear, like, I, I, not that our experiences were the same, but, you know, recruited, you know, in and around the NCC, got the $500 offer from Mankato state or whatever, you know, uh, I actually went, I, I took an overnight at Waldorf as well. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And then yeah, show up to Augie and one night with Jay. <laughs> That's right. And I was sold. I was like, yeah, this guy fucking knows how to party and I want to spend some time with that dude. Uh, and he was telling, he was telling me like all about everybody that had been through that he had yeah. met as well. And I was like, hell yeah. Like, yeah, these seem like, you know, guys, right. Like that I want to hang out with and, and have some totally. fun with. Um, so then yeah, he, just hearing him talk, hearing him talk again on this, I was like, all right, Jay, I remember. <laughs> How'd you, you end up with his brother? Huh? How did you end up with his fake ID? Oh man. I don't remember. I, I don't think it was, I don't think it was that night. He, uh, yeah, I was actually clipped, but I had the papers too. I don't remember when I, when I got it, it was pretty close to either the day we got there. Or, yeah. Cause I think I came in packing it. Maybe, I don't know. I, well, yeah. You know, they took the little corner, but then yeah. nobody really asked, you know, it show it. And well, guy, no, yeah. You hold the bottom corner where it's clipped. Right, yeah. like you and hold that I, corner then, so they can't see it. <laughs> yeah, then nobody wants to go. You know, I'd be like, "Well, I have, I have the papers." You start digging in your pocket, and they're like, "I forget about it." Yeah, that thing got some good use. Um, got a lot of mileage out of that our freshman and sophomore yeah, for years sure. for sure. I was telling telling that story to one of my buddies at work, and uh, Z twenty four is Ross was right. Is the Cavalier Z twenty four? It was. Which, yeah, it was a ca- that thing. Was, what? What did I call it? S- something, something like that, but not quite. Like not you're the getting Z24. close. Yeah, but yeah, it was Z. It was a, it was red too, right? Red, yeah, yes. yeah, <laughs> Just yeah. Yeah, I tried thing out, wedging the shit out of like you know Andy, me, Ross. Like there's five of us, no business being in the back seat. Like three of us in the back seat of that thing, but we yeah. <laughs> we jammed our asses in there to slam, you know, old English forties or those Mickey's hand grenades. Yeah. Yeah, we just sit on the side street. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, today I was telling uh, our marketing guys, we man, that 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 thing could hold a lot of cases of beer in the trunk, though. It mm-hmm. had like a gigantic trunk. And I just remember back in that thing, we kind of take the order for floor number two there, and I'd, we'd back it in, and Ross and I's room kind of was at the the corner part of that circle driveway. And yeah. we had the system while we get it out of the trunk and then hoist it up, you know, throw it up to that Absolutely. room. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, 
Yeah, yeah, they don't make. I don't think like you could pop the screens off as easily uh, nowadays, like as we could back then, where you could just throw shit in or out uh, in the event of like someone coming through. It's definitely a, a safety yeah. hazard nowadays. Yeah, I can't. I can't imagine that happening now. You know, with, <laughs> with cameras and stuff like that, or really much of oh anything we did on campus. Right. 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 So. So you get recruited, you're excited, right? Uh, you know, I, t- I asked Ross, right? Like, he, you guys had talked maybe once or, or twice, like, hey, I got this, I got that, cool, cool, cool. So you show up day one, right? We're all doing the fucking drop-off at, at uh, Berg Soccer. And uh, what's going through your head? Like, meeting everybody for the first time. Yeah, I was excited. It was it was just great meeting everybody for the first time. I mean, it. Um, I mean, we all got real close right away. That first that first day, really. Um, so you know, it was it was fun to. I had heard about everybody. I think that was coming in, and mm-hmm. um, I remember Coach McCabe. You know, had um had like room assignments or whatever. We all kind of knew where everybody was and we all got together and just started hanging out and mm-hmm. just baseball guys, you know, that were, you know, um, Augustana is a, a good college too, you know, so just some, just some good fellows looking to have fun and play some baseball. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I, it like my biggest memory of like freshman year is like your and Ross's room was where, everybody like that's where we always just like went it was i mean obviously occasionally we'd be in you know uh ryan and andy's room um you'd stop by my room because nobody wanted to hang out with uh with casey but you know (laughs) and i just i'd tag along right um but like your room was like the epicenter we we were always there for the most part like hanging out listening to you know ross listen to his you know crosby stills nash and young or you know yeah you guys just jamming out and like we'd play video games and all that shit. Like that was the spot. And you guys were like the glue that like, we all kind of like were attracted to and stuck to. Yeah. That was a spot. We used to, we used to start there and then sometimes <laughs> the night would take us out and sometimes, you know, we'd stay in or whatever. Yeah, I know. It was fun because we had like, <clears throat> I'd forgotten Ryan's, sister was went there and she yeah. was a senior i mean it's clear as day now but so it was fun you know we had friends coming in like jay and then we had ross's sister so we knew some of the older you know mm-hmm. our upperclassmen and then we had our group it, it, i mean it was just perfect it wasn't like we were isolated or anything and Hell then no. the rest of the guys on the team were really cool you know accepting us and you know inviting us to stuff and whatever so absolutely nothing but uh really fond memories of those days absolutely absolutely dude what was your like impression day one fall ball like we all get out there for the first time like what's going through your head were you nervous um excited blown away what's yeah. going through your head um, a little all that really i mean um there's a lot of talent on that team and you know i was excited um you know, I obviously was looking to uh, to perform, you know, kind of show. I knew we'd have the fall or whatever to kind of show what we could do. And if we had a good fall, we had a chance of playing. Um, but, yeah, you know, the arms, everybody's arms, and everybody's just baseball guys, you know, playing catch, 
the long toss, you know, I, I probably hadn't played long toss at, at that level before with, with somebody else. So, you know, just the, the upperclassmen and, the, and then our group, and they were just baseball guys. I remember Ross and Ryan, you know, they, they had obviously been baseball guys for a long time. You know, they had the connection. I can't remember. Was anybody on that team? Was there, was anybody from uh, post-22 that first year? Yeah, Hunt. Hunt and Sebo. Yeah, and Sebo. So we had a mixture of those guys. So it was like some guys that have been playing law for a long time, really good athletes and, you know, yeah. spectacular athletes, really. I mean, Sebo is a beast. I mean, what was he, 6'3", 240 and move like a cat. You know, I mean, who, Fucking who else middle linebacker. would you want to pitch to? He's a middle uh, yeah. linebacker, right, on the football team. And, you you know, when you get on the basketball court in winter, he just grabs a ball on the block, takes, you know, one step and two-hand fucking dunks. You know, like, it's like, okay, all right. Like, this guy's athletic yeah. as shit. Yeah. Yeah, couldn't hit great. Ross and Ryan could just throw gas. I oh. mean, Ross. Those two guys, I mean, I, he, he, they had some of the most whip in their arms I've ever seen. Right? I think Ross could probably throw a couple more miles an hour faster than Ryan, but same, yep, dude. And it was strong, and he could throw it from anywhere. You know, Any it wasn't angle. like he was this big lanky guy that had to get his momentum. On. I mean, like I think Kirsch was saying, we played that first series in the dome, <clears throat> and Ross took one in the hole and made that throw i mean that that's a big time throw you know for sure in the big so for sure mm -hmm. yeah well i mean hey look like let's not um we can't sell you short by any means like you're 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 a big dude you threw a heavy fucking ball like no we didn't throw as hard as as ross and ryan did you know freshman year but you had more movement with your breaking pitches than I think anybody on the staff, like you came in freshman year with a, with a, ah, shit. I don't know. Double a curveball. Like that thing oh, was know. straight 12 to six and people couldn't fucking hit it. It was, yeah, it was to, awesome. I don't know about that, but I had to figure I played, I played amateur ball for, for the Milroy Yankees. Yeah. And with some, I played with them since I don't I was like 15 or 16 and um, yeah. And they had a, they had a really good squad and a lot of, a lot of history there and some good players, some guys that were in college, some guys that played in college and then we, we played some really good teams. Um, like I, I, I think McCabe came in one of my games. We we're playing new Ulm Kaiserhoff. Oh yeah. And the, the Steinbach brothers were yes. playing like, I can't remember if it was all three of them or two of them. Um, so anyway, yeah, I had to figure out how to get guys out. So I had to, I learned, I had to learn how to throw a little slider and a curve. And I never, I never developed my change like I wanted to. So I, I guess I had to, you know, figure out another way to take some speed off of it and put a little break on it. Well, you figured out the slider quick. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, slider probably ended up being one of my, you know, maybe my best pitch in college. Yeah, because um, you know I, I I couldn't I didn't throw cheese for sure. Benny used to tell tell me I threw government cheese, but I, <laughs> I, I, could, I could bring it just enough 
<laughs> just enough to keep people out of bounds. And then I guess the, the slider looked a lot like the fastball coming out of my hand, so I was able sure. to get some guys out. And then I and then I'd slow the, you know, without trying to slow my body down, you know, take a little more speed off of the that more twelve to six that I threw to. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, like I I remember, like be, I I distinctly remember being down in the bullpen, and we were all trying to figure it out, like. Did we have a pitching coach our freshman year? I don't remember one. I don't remember. Okay, I don't think we did. Jay. Yeah, it was Jay, right? Like, and like the. <laughs> I don't think we did. And the tip was, you know, like, uh, and that you, you know, everybody was repeating was like, pull the, pull the, the shade, like you're trying to pull a shade, yeah. right? Like just off to the side, and like I could never get that thing to work. It just. You could see the spin, but it just kept going straight. And I don't know if I just wasn't yeah. pulling it hard enough or what. So I just gave the fuck up on it and stuck with the two and four seamers and a changeup. Said that'll work as a closer. I'm I'm good. <laughs> That's funny. And yeah, they, that bullpen. That wasn't much of a bullpen down there. Nah, man. Like, have you been back at all? Like to Augie? No, dude. I, I, I haven't. I haven't stepped on campus for. Well, 20 years since or we left, right? Yeah, like, and honestly, yeah. you know, I wouldn't have either. I don't live there, but my brother went there, so I'd go back, you know, to watch him play football. And th- dude, that field now it's all turf. Like, remember after all the time we'd have to put into like trying to make that mound oh, yeah. like even remotely serviceable? Yeah. It's like perfect now. I know it's perfect now. And I, yeah, I, ch- I still look. I, I look up you know, gohoggy.com and just kind of check to see what's going on up there. I've, I've seen all the, it, it looks amazing. It looks like, I mean, the program obviously is doing really well. Yeah. And that football stadium was awesome. Was your brother, would your brother have been there when the, they had the new stadium or? No? Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, it was like, it was a couple years old. I think it opened like a year or two before he got there. Um, yeah. That thing, that place is sweet. It, and if, if we would have, if that had been there when we were there, Fucking Saturdays would have been a problem. Oh man, would have yeah. been a problem. <laughs> Saturday afternoons would have been a goddamn problem. Not that they weren't <laughs> enough. Like we would have got in like a ton of trouble. Um, and like, yeah, like just being able to walk home, you know, from a football game on Saturday afternoon. Shit, shit. <laughs> well, we probably would have had to the uh, last jaunt of the freshman olympics we probably have to start in the middle of a football game so maybe it, <laughs> right. it is a good thing yeah oh for <laughs> sure yeah that's a great thing that's a great thing because yeah, the guys wait for the you know like the, the volleyball match of the year it's, and then we you know you get out in the middle of that i can't imagine if it was a football game and no. they would have done it to us i guarantee oh you. for sure for sure but that like that was fun though, right? Like I, I remember it. Like obviously, in the moment, you're a little worried, like, oh my god, like you know, what's this gonna be like? But you know, it was so much fun. Like just that the entire day. I don't yeah. know when we started, you know, but it, God, just I can't believe I remember any of it, but I do distinctly remember several parts. And and you talking about the the orange Fanta? Did, <laughs> yeah. did Ross? Ross won, right? Because it was the first one to, to blow chunks was the winner, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. I or think they just gave like it that. to me. Yeah. And Ross felt it coming. We had been at the, at 
the commons or whatever, and he'd love to drink that Fanta, and he, Lord knows how much he drank. And I remember he, he put both up, <laughs> arms up in the air and started yelling, yeah! and just orange mess everywhere. <laughs> it was like it was like he he ate an orange highlighter, and. <laughs> like his entire, like he didn't he didn't have the same insides that the rest of us did. It was just right <laughs> fucking orange, and he kept going. <laughs> oh man, those Ross and Brian were classics, man. I'm so glad I got to know those guys. It's so cool, so much fun. I mean, like again, like our, our group, like you know, going to college, right? Like in. And, and trying to play college baseball and like all that stuff like obviously when you're like 18 you know you have wildly different expectations of you know where you're going to end up but where we're at now like I am so so incredibly thankful that like we got together and like it was that was our crew you know, as, as mentioned, day one, instant bonds, like instant family, three, four years together, just all the same, like essentially shared experiences, you know, for the most part, like same passion, like all the, obviously like we were into different things at times and whatnot, right? Like not everybody loved corn like I did, um, you know, and that's okay, right? But we were all just like going in the same direction and you had your gang, you know, your gang of idiots that were all cool with each other, you know, and like off we fucking went and man, it was, I couldn't have asked for anything different, you know, wins, performance, all that shit aside, like that's the stuff I remember so much more than any, any on field performance or anything like that. It was just all those stupid off the field memories, man. I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> And just a great group and, and the bond and it was it was cool too because we weren't none of us you know it's not like we all came from the same high school or the same conference or something we all you know came from different spots Ross and Ryan were in Colorado for a while but then they you know moved to South Dakota mm -hmm. so they weren't really local South Dakota boys um, you were from southern Minnesota but we didn't know each other <clears throat> in high school no we didn't play the, the same teams few None of the guys of saw me from the cities and grubber um, and allard yeah like, grubs yep yeah it's so, wild like and it you know dan I, allard. I, are you gonna have dan allard on really 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 wild story so he lives like a mile from me okay um and you know his kids are a little older and so like we're both on the board of like our towns, like youth baseball association. So like we've started to connect a lot more and dude, you will never guess what this dude does for a living now. What? So he is, uh, essentially a DA for Hennepin County, which is the largest County in Minnesota. And he is the guy who prosecute prosecutes all violent crimes. Damn. that motherfucker i can see it though i can correct see it. right like such a like and not in a bad way but like such a prick and such an asshole right like he is that guy right like he he he's had this chip that. correct right he he's putting away the fucking worst of the worst up here and like we'll stand there and like stare down 
murderers. Yeah. And the guy weighs 130 pounds. And he's our height. He didn't care on the mound either, man. Correct. He could pitch. He could. He could pitch. He had confidence. Um, he was competitive. Correct. Um, you know, may, maybe an argument the most the most consistent out of all of us. I mean, the whole time, I'd say pound for pound, the best pitcher on our staff. Right, like yeah, all of, so. us, all of us could you know throw. Um, and get dudes out, but he got, he maximized every single ounce and like hair on his body to get a dude out. Mm -hmm. And he was effective as shit. You know, he had like all, you know, four or five pitches, you know, he, he stretched right. Like, you know, his stretch off the mound, like he got like nine feet out there. Right. Whereas the rest of us are getting like seven (laughs) feet. Like he was getting as yeah. close to home plate as possible before he would release that ball. Like he, yeah, he, he was a pitcher. He, he, his release point was like in the catcher's net. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> correct. <laughs> but it worked, right? Like I remember losing he, that four spot to him. He was not, never was scared. Nah, I can, I can see that. Now he's putting people away. That's putting, perfect. Putting bad dudes away. So yeah, I, I, de- I'm, you know, I, t- I told him I did this, and he's like, "Oh, really? Cool. Like, I'd love to be on." So I'm looking forward to that conversation because, you know, obviously we didn't like outside of baseball, we didn't hang out at all in college for the most yeah. part. You know, he didn't want to run around with us being stupid. You know, clearly he had. Uh, higher aspirations smarter than we <laughs> yeah he had professional aspirations as an 18 year old thinking about his he's actually thinking about his future a little bit already correct correct good for him good for him right um yeah so i you know running into him but yeah dude just a bunch of again a bunch of ball players it was so much fun and i'm so goddamn thankful for that experience like what are some of your favorite memories from like ball in in college like do you have any performances that stand out i mean i know i have a couple from you (laughs) um man i don't know the the first few days the first few weeks you know playing like playing for real ball and just thinking like all right here we go because we had we had jay we had a good infield. We had a good outfield. People could play. Grubby, Grubby was an athlete. I mean, he could step on a basketball floor and flush it any way he wanted. And he, sure. had, a, he had an arm. Um, okay, moment. <clears throat> I know you've been saying other people's moment, but here, here's here's the moment. Just because I don't want this recorded. Okay. When I took when I I hit a bomb off Grubner in fall ball. Ooh. Yeah. That's right. Yard. I remember yep. that. <laughs> yeah. And you pimped the shit out of it too, if I'm not mistaken. Around the uh, base yeah, paths. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Around the I base paths. Ball, ball man. Yeah. That was competitive. Yeah. Not like not like out of the box, like standing there staring, but you know, you you put some swag on it when you like got around second and you know, <laughs> kind of did the sevy, uh, you know, that that shit he does around third. <laughs> Now he's like Ricky Henderson Jr. <laughs> Correct. So good. So uh, good. But, so that and uh, I don't know, man. I just playing, you know, feeling the pressure of the games. Um, you know, the NCC was an awesome conference. A lot of those, a lot of those teams are not that it matters D one or D two, but a lot of those programs 
now or D1, but that, you know, the NCC was really a, a you know, a, 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 a D1 conference, I would Correct. say, even at the time. I mean, there was a couple, there's a couple programs that, you know, couldn't, Correct. couldn't really hang, but when Augustana stepped it up and we, you know, we could with the Mankato States and the South Coast States and the NDSUs and all those guys, you know, I mean, they weren't, they're always tough. I mean, they had some really good players, really well coached and mm-hmm. everything, but I mean, we could hang with them. For sure. Yeah. No, I Eat mean, too. 100%, right? Like that. And that's one of the things like now, like 20 years later, you know, 80% of that conference is D1. You know, um, yeah. that was a Division One conference at the time. It's just like for some reason up here in the Midwest, if you weren't, you know, the University of Minnesota or University of Iowa, right? Like you weren't D1, whereas like, you know, you live in an area now where, yeah, you got Arkansas, right? You've got LSU. Like Louisiana you know, Tech. But then there's Monroe. all these, yeah, like mid-majors, yeah. right? Like from a baseball standpoint that are Division One schools, right? Like, and <laughs> the talent on the field, like, honest to God, it, 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 it was true, right? Like, Ross and Ryan were dudes on our team that went to K-State and, you know, Ross was the ace at K-State. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, and yeah. So it's like – Both those guys can play anywhere. The talent, the talent on that team and in that conference, right, and we weren't dominating the conference by any stretch of the imagination. The talent on in that conference was Division One talent. It was just up north. Right. So for some yep. reason we classified it as D two and you know, all of them have gone on to various levels of success at D one. And I know Augie like had toyed with the fact and you know, I don't know if they're gonna. Um it's still on the table for him, but you know that Yeah, I read that like a ten year plan or something, yeah. maybe a, a year or two ago. Yeah, yeah, it's still on the table. Uh, hockey just started, I think. That's going D that's D one instantly. So yeah, you know they're that's gonna be cool. It is cool, and the stadium is dope. Um, God, God bless uh, Denny Sanford. You know, um, <laughs> the University of Minnesota's biggest loss. I'll say that right. Like he has poured money into Augie and like all their facilities. So it's uh, it's not it's a nice little gift that they got going there. But yeah, dude, like the talent level was insane. Like some of my favorite memories, especially like of you. Like do you remember going to UND and like that fucking student section right by our dugout i don't remember the student section was und the place where wilbur hit like 15 out in a row in pregame and the students were there yeah it was i think i gave up about 15 home runs in that game and mccabe got pissed at me and left me in and it was i mean yes (laughs) wilbur yes wilbur lifted like 15 but Damn, that wind was blowing out hard. Yeah. Yes. And I'd get a guy out of there, walk like two guys, and then a, somebody hit a bomb. And then it'd, it'd start over. The guy, yeah. Yeah. I remember that. They were pretty relentless. They should have been, though, because I was getting lit. Yeah. And the student, as you said, right? Like they were relentless. That student section was on our ass, right? Like they gave <laughs> Wilbur shit. Like anytime any of us would jog out to the mound, they're, you know, they, they knew our names, they knew where we were from. And it, like one of my favorite, one of my favorite memories is like you're on the mound pitching, and I'm sitting in the bullpen, and I hear one of them go, "Touch your chain if you can hear me," because you were 15, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. Touch your chain 15 if you can hear me. And you did it. <laughs> and they they lost their goddamn mind. They're like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was so it, good. It's like I, the wind chill that game had to be like 30 below. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. It was not, uh, we did not play in the best conditions all the time. That's for sure. <laughs> no, no, I go, we go to, um, I have three, we have three, my wife and I have three sons and Southern Arkansas university, uh, great school and really, really good baseball program. And it's like literally less than a mile away. The ball field is, and mm-hmm. <clears throat> they'll go to games and stuff. And I just, I'm sitting there like, this would be. I mean, this weather is unbelievable. You know, it, we were out. Remember taking fly balls and ground balls and PFPs and stuff out in the. A good day was to get out of the parking lot at the Elman Center. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. It was so, it was it was rough, dude. Um, and like our freshman year spring trip, going to fucking Joplin, Missouri. Yeah. Right. And yeah, I think that you remember going down to a town called Arkadelphia. Yes, and Texarkana. Yeah, and Texarkana, we were talking about. These are the strangest. So, Arkadelphia is like an hour north of where we live, where I've lived for like 15 years now. Yeah, okay, okay. And both those colleges, I don't know if either one of them were Division Two when we played them, but it's like Wachita, Baptist, and then, um, uh, is it Henderson? Henderson State? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that, that's like right down the road for me now. That's crazy. Think of that. You remember? You remember that jog? You know, we'd, after we'd throw, we'd go on our long run, and I, I'll never forget. I thought it, it was so hot and humid. I could not believe that people lived in this type of climate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it 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 was awful. But like our first games down there in Joplin, what was that? That was Dallas Baptist, right? Like. First collegiate games, you know, doubleheader against Dallas Baptist, who, who are now a, D, a D1 power, right? Like, yeah. And they they pushed our shit in hard, right? Like, we got lit the fuck up. And that was the Lou Ford game where he chopped down a tree 700 feet away off Jake TG. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was like 30 degrees. And, like, we're just sitting there like, man, we can't get our arms loose. We're, I felt like we were throwing 60 miles an hour to these dudes who've been mm-hmm. practicing in 90-degree weather. Yeah, and they're right. they're teeing the fuck off on us. <laughs> was that – that was in Homestead, wasn't it, when we played Dallas Baptist? No. That was Joplin, I, Missouri, dude. Really? Or was it Wichita Baptist? I don't know. But Lou Ford was on the team. I don't remember Lou Ford. <clears throat> Played for the the Twins. He was in the sixth hole. We played Pitt State. Then we played Pitt State or something. We did. It was snowing that game. Yeah, we did play Pitt State. Yes. It was snowing. That was because that was, um, yeah, that was freshman year. That was the first series we played outside of the dome. Yeah. And and we went down and we played, and Pitt State was good too. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, I had the opportunity to pitch it. It was straight up snowing. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> like leaving South Dakota uh, to go on our quote unquote spring trip. 
They didn't tell us. McCurse didn't tell us about that. No. No. Did you get sold on the, hey, we're going to go to Hawaii in within your four years? I remember I heard you say that in an earlier podcast. I, that didn't, I don't remember, you know, that like selling me, but I remember that being in the conversation. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, didn't sell me, but that was definitely like, but yeah, <laughs> we're going to get to Hawaii within our four years. That was definitely said to me. And Joplin, Missouri is about as far away from Hawaii as humanly possible. And then when we went to Homestead, I was like, all right, we are. We're stepping up. We're stepping up. Yeah, Homestead was cool. It was fun. It was fun. And just to go to like those complexes. I know the hotels were shitty. Yeah, that was a really nice complex. Um and the the San Francisco trip or whatever. It's fun as hell. That was cool. It was cold there too, though. Yeah, it was. Um, but man, we saw some good ball out there. Chico State, San Francisco yeah. State. State. Yeah. Like those were those were that was, those were some good teams, and you know, got tested early. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Um. So. I've, you know, I, I, I talked to Ross, you know, Ross about it, right? Like he left junior year, like what went through your head when they, when they left and McCabe left, right? Like it wasn't just Ross and Ryan left Ross, Ryan and coach McCabe all left. Like how, how did that impact you? Yeah. Good question. Um, yeah, it was kind of tough. Um, you know, I got the call from McCabe, um, that he was leaving. It, Homer was awesome. I actually went to a, a camp where Homer, you know, ran it. And so I had known him. So it was kind of great to hear his voice again. And I knew he'd be an awesome leader for us. But, yeah, you know, I, I don't know. It, it did kind of maybe take the wind out of the sails just a little bit. Yeah. You know, you're getting older and had one year left of eligibility. And, you know, I've, I don't know. It, it it affected me for sure, right? Like I, it's, it was like you know we broke up the band, as weird as that yeah. is, right? You know, like as you mentioned, we're seniors, um, you know, we're not all in the dorms together again. You know, Ross and Ryan, which were such a core part of, you know, the first three years of our experience. You know, they bounce, then the coach leaves, you know, and. I, I don't know about you. At the same time, like, I was also pretty close to being baseballed the fuck out. You know, it's it's a lot. You know, like, I, that's, I think that's the one thing that probably shook me more than anything, like, about college is just how hard the day-to-day is. You know, and so, like, as yeah, a senior, you know, a with, without all your dudes, it's kind of like, ugh. Yeah, you know this is a lot of shit, and I didn't know coach. And then obviously, like senior year, you know, it's just I don't know. I didn't have my greatest year, my senior year. I wish I would have, but you know, my my shoulder was fucked yeah. beyond belief, and yeah. I was probably throwing mid eighties at that time. So everybody could hit me. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, <laughs> you know. So uh, yeah, I felt the same way. Yeah, I I lost some stuff. <clears throat> we were seniors. I mean, definitely, it's it. I I've never thought of it as an excuse, but uh, no, you know, I had 
a good, good, pretty good freshman year, pretty good sophomore year. Junior year, I kind of, uh, I didn't have a very good junior year, and then see, by the time it was senior year, it was like, I'm not going to be playing be- baseball for very many more years, you know. And I was right. thinking about what to do after school, sure, you know, um, for for a real job and things like that. So, <laughs> I definitely it affected me, but yeah, I mean. That was my fault, I, you know, right? But uh, I definitely didn't have a good senior year. Yeah, well, in I don't know if, like, that played into all of us, right, in some form or fashion. You know, it's as weird as it is, it was like a loss, right, like losing them and, like, not having them in your life anymore. Um, and, you know, I don't blame them by any stretch of the imagination, right? Like, chase that dream and uh, do what you can to get to wherever you're trying to get to, but – yeah, it just, you know, and it, and then at that point, you know, you were you were way off campus. You know, we we, we all weren't yeah. like as close as we were at the start and it just you know, it, it it almost felt like it was a job by the time we were our senior year to show up, you know, practice, do the work, play the games and yeah, it 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 fucking sucked. Like that last year just the yeah. end of it was just kind of like, ugh. You know, I was sad when it was over, but at the same time as you mentioned, right, like excited about what was ahead and what laid before us. And, you know, those things creep on you a lot that last year when, you know, like, it's two, three months away and I don't have a plan, Mm -hmm. (laughs) especially for me. Like I didn't. Yeah. I had the, I I had no plan. Correct. (laughs) And then I, I, I student, they were, they were kind enough. I, I didn't after, four years I was out of eligibility. Um, but they were kind enough to extend my, you know, my, my deal, my financial deal into the next nice. fall Nice. as a student assistant. And, um, you know, I wasn't very good at that either. So I was, I was ready to go. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Hey, do you remember freshman year? Sorry, this is the, the one last thing. And then I kind of want to get onto the next phase right but like freshman year we had like this christmas party <laughs> and we were, we were exchanging gifts <laughs> and you got me a tube of vagisil <laughs> <laughs> i'm like what the fuck is this oh i'm a pussy got it got it he's calling me a pussy <laughs> Uh, you remember that? For that. that was so that. good. It was so good. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of your better practical jokes, Ted. <laughs> uh, the only thing I remember about Christmas breaks where we had to, when we reported back, we had to run the mile. I think it, it was something very oh. reasonable, like seven minutes or something, but. Man, I had to give it everything I had <laughs> to get to show him I was at least working out over the over the Christmas break. That shit was a struggle. Well, our conditioning, um, you know, we would go on the quote unquote long runs and we'd go to Jay's house and drink. <laughs> <laughs> I have absolutely no recollection of that you don't what, remember that so, freshman year his little square house we'd run over there and hang out outside yeah <laughs> so dumb I know. yeah that was so bad so dumb it felt right at the time though <laughs> of 
for sure. Who wants to fucking run for an hour? Not me. <laughs> That's for damn sure. You know, they don't, they don't, uh, several different trades of thought now that you're not supposed to do long runs of pitchers. Like, what are you doing? Don't go on the long runs. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we're ahead of our, ahead of our time a little bit or something. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We were, we were way ahead of our time, I would say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you mentioned, right? Like, after college, right? Uh, and what was next? Dude, I got to like know what in the absolute hell have you been up to? Because you, like, it felt like you disappeared. <laughs> I kind of did. Um, How'd you get to where you're at now? Yeah, so say it again. How did you get to where you're at now? Like, tell, tell okay. me this story. Give me the journey. All right. Because because there so, are rumors uh, that like after, you did a, like you were a golf pro, you were like into the diamond trade. Like everybody's just like they'd get like you'd pop up, and we're like, oh shit, where? Okay, like where is this? So yeah. I want to hear like what's what. It what, sounds cooler when you only hear little parts of it. Correct. Uh, yeah. Um, so so that that after the senior year of baseball, it was the first year you know, where I wasn't playing in a, in a league or, you know, playing ball summer long. And I start. I worked at Westford Ho. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I think Sebi's dad was on the board or something. Sure. And uh, so I went and worked worked there and fell in love with golf. You know, and I was still like, man, I don't know what I want to do. I had, had a semester left of school. And somewhere between the summer and the fall, um, I decided I wanted to get in the golf business. Like the head pro out there, the assistant pro out there was super cool. He, you know, played really good golf. But I could see that kind of being a mixture of sure. kind of playing something but earning a living, you know. So yeah. I kind of went down the road. Okay, I want to be a, a PGA professional and like you know be the the um, head pro at a golf course or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and. Um, one of my brother-in-laws had a connection with a guy named Mike Ryan at Troon Golf, and um, Troon Golf was based out of Scottsdale, Arizona, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, started at the bottom scrubbing hooks, um, you know, at the bag drop. So I, I just drove me and my buddy Tockley from high school. Fucking Tockley. Uh, yeah, yes. so I moved. I was like, should we go to Arizona, man? And he's like. All right, so we literally drove our cars to Arizona, <laughs> found an apartment, and he was. I think Tockley was selling vacuums door to door, like literally, like we just, you know, we were totally on our own, and I was, you know, I was spending more money at you know the sports bar than I was making, you know. Sure, but sure. Uh, so did that for like two and a half, two and a half years, and uh, you know, it was probably a little bit like playing pro ball or something you, you see the writing on the wall after a while or yeah. pro baseball but it was it was kind of an extension of college almost like sure i could do one of these with the guy you know my guys from from kierland golf club a couple of them made him kevin streelman played on tour for a long time we worked together wow. um stat kevin stalder we were boys so anyway a couple couple of guys made it um but then i saw the writing i really enjoyed it got to know people i would never never have a chance to meet in any sure. other situation. Like Bob Euchre was a regular out there. So wow. he was like a good friend of mine. Barkley came out there. It was, it was at Kierland golf club. So it was a, 
a very playable course. And okay. our, <clears throat> our GM was really cool in the sense that he wanted to create an experience for the guests coming in from Minnesota or whatever up north to, yeah. you know, when they come to the course and they see one of these guys, you know, hitting balls in the range they're like, Hey, this is freaking awesome down here. So, you know, he encouraged us to <clears throat> get people out there, you know, play, play with those guys. So you could talk about that experience. And so yeah, did that for like two and a half years, two and a half, three years. And then uh, figured out I probably needed to get a, get a real job. And, uh, <laughs> I took a, I took a, uh, oh, and at the very, at the very end of my time in Scottsdale, I met Maggie, my wife, she happened to live just okay. down the street of the golf course that I worked at. Okay. And, um, zips sports bar was, it was at like the end of the road. We go there like every night, you know, after work or whatever. Nice. And she just happened to be there one night with her brother I think his son's playoff game was on TV. And so met Maggie, um, a, I'd say a month or two before, kind of as I was kind of knew I was going to be leaving Scottsdale. So it was kind of tough, but you know, like they say, you kind of know, you know, the one when you know the one and sure. she, she was the one. And, uh, so I took a job in Southern California. I was selling, uh, Chevron, um, bulk fuel and lubricants of all things. So it was like, straight up very sexy selling right yeah, yeah like i you know i i had like a territory that i had to take care of cust- existing customers and then mm-hmm. you know trying trying to grow it and it was in the la uh it was north san diego and like Oof. the south la area so i just had an old old like milk cow farms that were becoming you know developed and okay. you know as far as the eye could see you know dirt movers and so i literally would drive around, see a, see a job site like that, try to figure out who the, who the boss was, talk to them and, yeah. you know, sell them on the service of the company, you know, okay. with wet hosing or whatever, sure. um, where you fill up, fill the, fill the equipment on, on the site and you kind of sell the reliability of the service. So yeah, yeah. learned a ton, you know, that was straight up like sales one one um, mm-hmm. and did that for, man, I don't know, three, three years or so. Maggie, Maggie okay. had moved out there with me. Uh, I nice. asked her to marry me before she moved out there. Okay. Um, yeah. And she worked for Nordstrom and we were kind of getting to, we were just kind of tired of the rat race. Like she had to drive to San Diego every day and I had to drive up to my area in, in LA and, um, you know, of course I'm from a small town. She's from Magnolia here where we live now. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's where I got in the jewelry business. Her family owns a store here called Murphy's jewelers. And so okay. <clears throat> Ricky was kind of, he's like, yeah, man, he's like, come help me with the business. So, um, came down, learned that business, you know, learned small business, obviously had to buy diamonds, go to New York is pretty pretty cool story a rolex in there there's there's some kind of funny money down here there's oil industry down here in timber so there's some folks kind of rolling a little bit so it's a pretty pretty neat uh clientele and then um a family friend of ours guy by the name of mark taylor had this company out here called southern aluminum and he's like if you i don't want anything to happen but if anything ever does happen you want to get out of the family business I'm growing out here and love would love to have you. Sure. 
and he was looking for somebody to kind of groom. He had relationships with, with Marriott. Like he had just hit it off with um, Marriott International and were like were becoming the standard for uh, meeting room and event equipment for Marriott. And okay. so uh, we're kind of came to a crossroads with the family business. We were either going to have to build another store or buy another store if we're going to kind of take it to the next generation or just kind of get out and let this store, you know, do do what it was going to do and just kind of let it go. So the timing is right. I went out there, started working for Mark. Mm-hmm. And now I'm. it'll be 10 years this summer that I've been out there. So that's awesome. cool business. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, we manufacture everything. So we design and manufacture meeting room tables and event equipment. Okay. Primarily for the hospitality industry. So like when you walk in the, you know, Marriott Louisville, it's probably our meeting room tables in there and our, you know, possibly a front bar, a banquet bar and a, a sure. grab and go station, you know, or, or some buffet table. So it's okay. pretty fun. Okay. Pretty fun. Very cool. Yeah. So, yeah. So you met Maggie. Maggie, uh, yep. How long ago was this now? Uh, 18, 18, 19 years ago? 18? Yeah, something like that. Been married? I want to say March 3rd. It was like 17 years or 16. 2007, we got married. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, well, happy yeah. anniversary that, that just recently passed. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, how you. many kids? You said you got you got three boys. Yeah. I, I want to know their ages. Like, what are their names? What are they into? Like, all the all shit, right. man. Yeah. So, um, Titus, when we moved in, another reason too, Maggie was pregnant with Titus, our oldest. Okay. And we, we didn't, we couldn't see, we just couldn't see living in Southern California. Right. You know, we were, I, we just, you know, we just wanted to get out of the rat race. So Titus is 14. Okay. Huh? I was going to say it's a, it's a different life out there. Right. Like you said, right. Like rat race, like, and just the people are, I'm not saying they're bad people by any stretch, but they're just. They're different, you know, yeah. like it's a different life in California than different. it is. Very impersonal, you know, yeah. and I guess Augustana was one thing about Augustana. Everything was very personal. I mean, you knew everybody, mm-hmm. um, you know, knew. So anyway, so yeah, so Titus is 14. Okay. He's a cool cat. He's getting pretty tall. He's, he's, he thinks he's six feet tall now. He, he might be. Um, <laughs> he's no Ross he's, Holly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> he's three inches taller than us. Um, <laughs> um, so he's in the ball. He he uh, you know, we, we, he's been on a travel team now for like since he was six, and I've been helping coach. I have not coached another one of my son's team because I uh, just that one's enough. But sure. So yeah, so he plays. He plays. He's a good, pretty good athlete. He plays football on the on the high school or the you know the school football team. Uh, plays a little QB. He actually plays hoops too, and uh, he's a good ball player. So nice kid. Go. Gets good grades. Uh, Lincoln. He's a he's Lincoln's eleven. Okay. Uh, he's also in the ball. Um, he hadn't hit a growth spurt yet, like like T, but. Um, Great kid, all in the ball, you know, mm-hmm. kind of had to be his big brother was. And then our youngest, Wit, is eight, and uh, okay. kind of same thing. He's in the 
his baseball season and just loving it. He actually hit a, he went yah yah on on Monday. I wasn't there to see it, but uh, oh. Lincoln videoed it. He hit it over the fence, so it was pretty nice. pretty exciting. So yeah, there you know, it's just I I never I didn't push ball on him. Um, yeah, you know, maybe fortunately they've you know I I love it because they want to. It, it's just like me growing up, man. They want to go play catch. They want to go hit up tee. They want to, they want to do all the things, you know? So oh, yeah. it, uh, I've, we've been, we've been really blessed with three, three healthy kids and, um, good, 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 good boys and into sports and just living the life, man. That's awesome. How was, uh, how was becoming a dad for you? Right. Like, so you're you're living your life. You're doing the grind. You're out in California, right? You find out, you know, your wife's pregnant. Baby comes. Like, what's that like for you? Like when when that when you know, baby's born. Put her on her yeah. chest. Like, what's going through your head? Yeah, it was uh, it was amazing, actually. You know, um, it felt you know we didn't we. We didn't, uh, it wasn't like planned or anything. It sure. just kind of, kind of happened. Um, but the timing seemed perfect. Um, and you know, they have, I, I remember people always saying, you're, you, you never know how much you can love something until you have a, a kid. And mm-hmm. I, that, I think that's the truth because man, I just, it's just amazing to, you know, have to be blessed to be a father. Um, and just from day one, it, it felt right. We were in a, you know, a good spot, had a home for him to come to, you know, home to sure. and yeah. uh, sort of had settled down a little bit and I don't know, it, it just felt right. But yeah, it was, it, it's amazing. I feel very, very, very blessed to be a father. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, Lord knows, right. Like you hear, as you said, right. You hear all the stories of, excuse me, you know, oh, those lattes are coming up. Um, you, know, you, you hear all those stories of, you know, God, it's life changing and you'll, you know, you'll never know what love is until you have a kid and blah, blah, blah. And I, you know, I'm a skeptic and think people are yeah. full of shit. Like, you know, <laughs> that's just my general nature is like, ah, it's fucking bullshit. And then, yeah, first second that thing's out, man. You know, when my son was laid on my, my wife's chest, I was just like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah, weren't lying, you know, they they weren't bullshit, you know, like it is your world just shifts um, and you become a dad all of a sudden, like out of nowhere, like even though you had nine months to prepare, <laughs> you yeah. know, it's just, it, it, it blows your, any expectations you may have had completely out of the water. Um, and so like my brother just had a kid and I've, you know, I was talking to him about it all the time and just like, it's been so fun to kind of like be there, like kind of like just off to the side, right? Obviously I'm not, I don't, we don't live in the same town, but just to like hear him going through it. It's just so like, I was so excited for him and so happy that he has now experienced that because it is, you know, world altering, you know, beyond like beyond being able to like even describe it, you know, like you can't describe it. And, um, it's crazier when you have a daughter, uh, I can't even imagine. So like, you, you have two. You have a boy and a girl. Yeah. So Jacks is Jackson's nine, um, and then Jocelyn is seven. And yeah, dude, like 
And it, not like, oh, my God, I love one more or less or anything like that. But, uh, you know, having a son is kind of like, all right, you know, like, I'm going to raise a man. Whatever that means, like, it, you know, you just, you, I want to teach this kid to, like, protect and, you know, yeah. be a good be a good man. Not necessarily a nice one, but be a good one, right? And with your daughter, and maybe it's sexist, I don't know. It's like, holy shit, now I have to, like, protect her. And you just so, you, you feel like this fragility with it um, that is just different, you know? Uh, but, yeah, it's, again, they're both just earth-shattering and perspective-changing and, you know, have totally, like, shifted, you know, your priorities, the, the dumb bullshit that you used to worry about to am I there? You know, can I make game, you know, try to be there as much as possible. I used to travel all the time for work, you know, two plus million miles on Delta and all that, you know, all the shit. Right. And I couldn't get out of that job fast enough when I had a kid, you know, like I I just wanted to be home and like be there, even if it's inconsequential bullshit, you know, that that's just going on, like feeding them or changing it. I just wanted to be around more. Um, instead of like chasing, you know, that, that ladder in like the next stage of, you know, corporate, whatever. Um, and that's like all I've like tried to do ever since is get into a position where I can just be present for yeah. them as much as possible. Um, cause it's, it's, you know, it's hard to like juggle it all. So if you can be around more, it's just. I hope they remember that, like, when they grow up, that I was, like, always there, you know, and, like, always around and, like, always able to, yeah, you want to play catch? Sure. I'm not going to force you to, but you want to? Great. You know, you want to color? I'm all for it. I'm terrible at it, but, <laughs> you know, I'll watch you do it, you know, uh, that shit, you know. Uh, that's awesome, man. Three kid, three boys. Yeah. How crazy yeah, was that I, when they were young? I still, I have, in my job, I, I still have to travel um, yeah, I've seen that quite like, often. I yeah, I can, I can, yes, to to a certain extent, pick and choose when and where I want to go. But you know, when it comes at you and you got to be somewhere, you know, to see somebody or a whatever in person, you know, I got to get on a plane and get there. And so mm-hmm. um, Maggie is just—I don't know how she does it because if man, if I'm if I'm trying to run her, it's a just the running around to stuff. Yeah. Now that they're all, they all have their own, own stuff going on. It's just, I mean, you're constantly dropping off, you know, bringing to a friend's house, to a party, to baseball, to football, to, I mean, just every, all of this stuff, man. It's just, a, it's a lot, but it's, I mean, it's the most rewarding thing for ever. sure. But I'm so, Maggie's a saint for <clears throat> being able to take care of them when I'm not here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I was, I was lucky that like my wife was able to not work when the kids were young. Um, while I was still kind of like in that phase, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I'm super thankful she was able to kind of like be there, take care of them. You know, someone was there, you know, as opposed to just the constant daycare bullshit. Um, yeah, man, that, that's awesome. Um, how was it when they were young? I can't imagine like three boys is uh, chaotic to say the least. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of a lot yeah, of fighting just, and you know pushing and shoving. Yeah. And, 
a lot of the, you know all all that stuff. Um, you know, I, if I'm just glad they have each other as, as friends. Like you know, when they go outside, they have like Whit, the youngest. He's been able to throw a baseball as hard as he possibly can at you know any one of us in the family. You know, since since he can throw a ball. So you know, they go out, they entertain themselves. Um, that's awesome. I guess that's what I'm most thankful for is that they they have each other and yeah. um, just to play. You know, because I mean, it, like you said, you you want to be present and you want to say yes every time they ask you to do something. But it's hard. And it sure is nice. Yeah, it sure is nice to you know. Hey, anybody want to play catch? And, you know, Link says yes, and I can put my feet up for a while, and, you know, so. Yeah, and watch um, Hell yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, that, because I didn't grow up, you know, like, having that, you know, like, mm-hmm. I didn't have a brother who was my age, like, my, I love my sister, um, not the, and she'll listen to this, not the most graceful uh, at you know, with, with typical sports, uh, very graceful and dance and all that other stuff, but, you know, <laughs> did not want to go play catch with her younger brother. Right. Um, and at a certain yeah. point, like my dad bowed out, he's like, you're just throwing too hard. I can't, I can't deal with that anymore, which I totally understand. Right. Um, so yeah, like that's, that's dope as shit, right? Like to have like essentially like two best friends built into like the familial unit. Right. That's dope. Totally. That's dope as hell. Um, how how are your mom and dad doing, dude? They're doing good. They're are they still up here. They're still alive. Yeah, dad. Dad. Um, dad turned eighty in December. Yeah. Um, mom. Mom's right behind them. So yeah, they're they live out that they live in the Phoenix area. Um, okay. Retired. Sold sold the farm. I sure. guess that's part some of the reason I don't I don't I still go get back sure because I don't have family there and they sold the farm probably I don't know 2006-ish 7-ish so not not long after college and yeah. uh, retired out there nice. um they're doing great stay active you know that's awesome. for the most part healthy you know I mean there's been little things here and there but they get around really good and uh the, I have three older sisters they're all doing good and we all Got together for the first time in a long time. Um, there for Dad's birthday, we all went out. We all went out That's to Phoenix great. and hung out with them. So yeah, That's, it was fun. That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, dude. Like, I don't know. You got anything else? Like, you want to like throw out there to to the other fellows that are listening? Because then I got like one more thing for you. Well, first, shout out to everybody, man. It's it. It's like fill my heart and yeah, I've been walking glowing uh tell everybody about this because it was uh it's just awesome to hear the other guys voices and hear the stories and stuff and you know you know how impactful that time was in your life and to hear these you know hell yeah you're really good friends at the time um and still good friends I feel like I, if I saw any one of you you know it would be like old times immediately you know For so sure. Um, so shout out to everybody and a big thank you to you for doing this. Um, and the, I didn't realize Jeff, you got so sick, man. Are you, how are you doing now? Yeah. Uh, I'm good. I think, you know, um, I'm doing well, right? Like I'm, I'm back up to, you know, two ten, two fifteen, depending on, you know, how much I work out or what I ate that week. Um, yeah, it was, 
wasn't the best time of my life. Uh, <laughs> um, it was a little scary, right? Like, especially with like babies. Um, yeah. To, to be going. And tell me what, what was it exactly? It's a great question. Nobody knows. Uh, the Mayo Clinic said I had leukemia. Uh, the University of Minnesota disagreed. Essentially, I lost like 45 pounds over like six months. Like my blast cells, which are like weren't going away properly, which is essentially what uh, AML, acute myeloid leukemia is. But when they did the, I don't know, DNA mapping of it, it's not. So they, they, they think it's either... And I'm forgetting the word mastocytosis, which means I can be like deathly allergic to anything at any given time. Okay. Or it's comforting AML. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Right. Um, so, you know, thank, you know, I thank the world for this doctor at the U of M who treated me like a human and looked at me and said like, you don't look like you have AML. Cause when I saw him, I had started to gain some weight back. And, you know, like ultimately, like in my head, what I think happened was my dad died. I had two kids stressed the fuck out, soul earner, right? Like whatever you want to call it. And I like went full blown alcoholic, you know, eight, 10 beers a day, three, four whiskeys, you know, bourbons a day, you name it, right? Like I was self-medicating myself to death. Uh, in some yeah. respect and not dealing with anything. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it all kind of manifested in that and came out and showed up like that. Right. And so when I finally realized, you know, like what was going on and like noticed how much weight I had lost, started to take care of myself better and, you know, tried to like get on the right path again. You know, I had started gaining weight when I walked into his office and he's like, man, if you got AML, you should be sticks and bones and like weeks away from death. And he's like, you look like you're doing okay. So let's take a beat. Let's start to like really try and investigate and find out what's going on. And again, like they never like pinned it down. And he's like, look, you know, so I go to the doctor twice a year. They draw my blood, check all my love, you know, my white, red, you know, levels and make sure they're within acceptable ranges. And, you know, I'm on a blood thinner and, I take uh, an antihistamine every day. So that's just the life now. I can't play basketball anymore. You know, no more contact sports. So no. so golf is what it is, which is fine with me. I don't want to play basketball anymore. I'm 42 years old and the white, and, yeah. you know, <laughs> couldn't do shit anyway out there. You bring those elbows, baby, <laughs> under, under the boards. Forget about it. That's right. Hey, yeah, that's right. We were three-on-three champs. You, me, and Dunlevy. Yeah, we were. Fuck yeah, yeah we were. Right, we were. <laughs> you and Dunlevy just raining, raining threes from the fucking half court, and I was just down there fighting the football players <laughs> for Dunleavy, rebounds. He, his handles were ridiculous, too. Oh, dude, so quick. So Love quick. Love that guy. Great athlete. Oh. Insane. So, yeah, so ultimately, I'm doing okay. Good. And, yeah, like, I try not to think about it other than those two times a year. I got to talk to the doctor, you know, I, I, obviously I'm like super probably like hyper aware if like something's off, but I can usually attribute it to something. Oh yeah. My kids were sick. So now I'm sick. Right. Like, and it goes away in a week, whatever you want to call it. 
So yeah, dude, it like that's life, right? Unfortunately, dude, we're that we're getting up there, which is wild. Like, I know. I don't know. I if know. You... It's and the stress, the stress thing is a for real. You know, I guess it comes with being being a father. You know, trying to mm-hmm. pay the bills and everything else. Because I went through a stage too. Right? I I um I'd be sitting there in my office, and I would get this feeling like. I just would be have to do anything I could just to try to stay conscious. I feel like, God, I'm gonna, I'm about to, I'm gonna fall out here. And and like Jeez. if I was around Maggie or something, I'm like, okay, just don't pass out because you know she's not gonna be able to get me in the car or something. Mm-hmm. And it was it was totally stress related, and that all the doctor could say was some type of a like a panic attack. And yeah. before that, if somebody said they had a panic attack, I'd be like. Okay, buddy. You yeah, know, just deal with it. But right, I mean, it it physically made me feel uh, sick, ill. Like so. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know, I know. When I, dude, when I got the call that my dad was going into hospice, I I thought I had a I, I thought I was having a heart attack. Right, like, um, <laughs> heart rate like skyrocketed. I got hot and like my vision like it started to like tunnel and i was like holy shit what's going on and they're like oh no that's just a panic attack you're okay i was like oh cool 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 so that's okay that's totally normal apparently but yeah dude stress is it'll eat and so like it'll eat you up you know and that's the mm-hmm. one thing that like talking to those doctors that they told me they're like look we still don't know everything about like the, the human condition you know, and so a lot of that shit is connected, you know, like try to keep a, a, a good headspace, try to take care of yourself, you know, don't, don't abuse yourself into, you know, into the fucking grave, you know, you, you, if you want to be around, like you got to do the right shit and, you know, be present and, you know, like don't worry about things and God bless, you know, my wife, like she's always been, you know, that person who, would would kind of like try to reground me and like keep me somewhat sane and i had to you know i had to list, start listening to her more like don't worry about you know shit that you can't control uh don't don't let that stuff eat you up uh cuz it will especially if you just let that shit just keep compounding you know so yeah but yeah we're at that stage it's why I, like part of like why i wanted to do this shit right is just like keep up with everybody and like see how everybody's doing and like it helps me you know mentally as you mentioned like i i love that like ross ryan andy like you you know like you're listening to this and like it's bringing you some joy because it's fucking hard out there right like you know it's hard to to do all this shit like on your own right you grow up quick a lot quicker than you think you know what i mean like it hits you so fast so being able to like grab an hour, an hour and a half or two hours of somebody's time and just catch up, man. That's, I want to try and manufacture as many of those experiences as possible with the guys that like, and the people that matter the most to me, you know? I love it. I um, love it. So I'm, I, and I'm challenging everybody right I, now moving forward is we have got to figure out a time and a place to fucking get together again yeah we gotta do that you know i don't know where or when it's gonna happen 
but we we've we've got to make the effort to try and make it happen at some point. Yeah, you know? I'm in, man. I'll uh... shit. We'll come we'll to you, to buddy. <laughs> you yeah. live in a, you live in a place with nice weather. You and Ross are the only two. The rest of us are up in the fucking tundra. So <laughs> I feel like we're gonna come down to you guys, and that's okay. It's okay with yeah, me. Dallas would be a good spot. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Easy to fly, you know, you can fly in there from wherever. And thank you for your service, by the way. Oh, yeah. My pleasure. My pleasure, dude. We hadn't we hadn't talked about that. I, I knew I had known that, but none of the details or anything. So th- thank you. Yeah, dude. Uh that was a wild time in my life for sure. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, no kidding. Well, I had no the utmost respect for people that have served our country. So thank you. Yeah, of course, dude. It is my pleasure. It is my pleasure. Um, yeah, dude. Well, Hey, I know you are probably similarly, uh, in a similar situation to me. Like you got the kids home, dinner's coming up, all that shit. Um, so yeah, Ted, honestly, dude, I appreciate you so much for, for jumping on, man. This is, this has been so much fun and I'm so thankful that we've got to, connect again after 21 goddamn years uh i know damn and it it ain't gonna be that long uh again that's for sure um we we should do one well obviously you and i need to keep up with each other better but you should do one with the group of the guys i'd love to yes love to hang you know i just even on like this just talking yes that is and that's the plan right like i want to get you know, with like my high school, like I want to get like just again manufacturing situations like this to just connect again, make some more memories, have some fun, right? Um, so yeah, I, I look forward to having that you know four or five way call uh, where we're all just talking over each other and having a couple cocktails and having fun, man, because um, it's been too long. And I will say this: now that I have your number, I'm going to add you to the group thread. We don't text often, All right. but we do uh, shoot the shit on on occasion uh, and and reminisce. So I look forward to those conversations, brother. Yes, put me on it. Hell yeah, hell yeah, um, yeah, dude. Well, I'll let you get back to the fam. I know they're probably wondering who the hell you're talking to. So um, <laughs> now they know who you are. All right, love that, love that. Uh, Jack knew who you were. He's like, Oh yeah, I know that name from, from your college stuff. Yeah. That's cool. Can't wait. (laughs) He listens. Um, yeah. So, uh, dude, seriously, thank you so much. Uh, I love you, brother. I hope you are doing well. I know you're doing well. I can see your face. You look fucking awesome. Same old Teddy, Teddy KGB. (laughs) Let's go. Everybody listening. I love you too, man. Appreciate you doing this for everybody. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, Thank you so much. Like, share, comment, subscribe, do all those things, and, and be good, everybody. 